Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. In today's episode of Feed the Wolf, I chat with my friend, role model, and coach, Michael Vespa. Michael owns a company called Ruthless in Pursuit, which is a remote coaching and individual design company. I found him in my CrossFit competition journey, working towards regionals, but ultimately I found a lot more benefit in our personal relationship as he has been helping me work on my very own self-growth. In this particular episode, we discuss the inner workings of our personal relationship, what coaching means to us, as well as goal setting and focusing on who we want to be, not just what we want to accomplish. Hope you enjoy. Hey guys, it's Miranda. Thank you again for tuning into the Feed the Wolf podcast. Usually I sit down with Ben Joes from Black Wolf CrossFit, but today I have a special guest named Michael Vespa. He is my friend, mentor, and also my coach through Ruthless in Pursuit. Um, so we're going to be digging his brain a little bit today as far as mindset, fitness, and lots of other good nuggets. So, Michael, can you just give us a little bit of a background story, kind of about like how you got into fitness, nutrition, this whole training and mindset space? Yeah, um, first off, thanks for having me on. I think it's super cool to see that you finally have this. I know how much something like this is as an outlet has meant to you. So um, I'm super excited for you to have this. But uh, yeah, I think this journey for me as far as fitness goes, um, fitness has kind of been a part of my life um, in some capacity, not directly like as a methodology or practice um, my whole life. But my father uh, was a professional bodybuilder after the military and then owned his own personal training business uh, in Illinois where we were from and he was very successful so as far as fitness goes and being around like the the world of fitness and everything I've I mean since the early 90s that's been a part of my life as far as my fitness journey professionally it's 2019 it's been since about probably like 2008 2009 um, of when I started realizing how important like fitness was for my life because um joining the military and other things like that like just being fit being you know hashtag harder to kill like it, it had to be a thing you know it had to be a part of my life whether it was something that you know where you're doing that on a daily basis with pt or i just you know getting to a point where i just wanted to be as strong as i could be um you know because being six foot one and 170 pounds isn't very advantageous for being very capable. Um, so it kind of started there with my actual fitness journey and then um, flash forward to where we are now. Our company um, has been a company for five years now almost. Um, I've been coaching in some capacity since about 2010, 2011-ish with starting with like some personal training program design and then I really around that time got into the education practice of everything um, you know first started seeking out the college route realized that I had no desire to go to college um, I tried it for a little bit um, but started there um, at the time this was years ago at the time you didn't have to have um, a full college degree to get like your CSCS um, so I kind of started there with some personal training stuff and then fell into CrossFit and without boring people with just that very generic story of how Fran ruined my life, um, 
just realized that there I fell in love with movement. I fell in love with the practice of movement. I fell in love with the idea of fixing movement. And I think that my whole life kind of being a creative personality or um, also grew up as a musician, just being able to like write things and design things is when I started to fall in love with the idea of, oh, hey, I could actually make a program that got somebody results or I could help somebody understand what was important in fixing their movement to fix their pain or to fix their, you know, to build their ego up because they now could accomplish something or do something. And so, you know, down that rabbit hole went many, many seminars, clinics, books, mentorships, an internship, if I could even get my hands on it, if you, I guess if you want to call it that, but Along that journey, I was blessed with very, 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 a handful of very impactful mentors in my life who were all very successful on a performance, I don't know what's the cool word right now, like a human performance optimization (laughs) realm, but more or less, they were just phenomenal strength conditioning coaches, but they were also coaches um, and professionals who had a huge side of what they did on you know relating to people starting with my dad my dad his ability to communicate and connect with people was you know what always kind of stood out to me and then later on in my life with a lot of those mentors that was also something that not only were they some of the most scientifically gifted people for their as technicians and practitioners um, in their field but they were also people persons that could just they understand how to, to build relationships and connect with people and that took me through then coming into the CrossFit gym, going from a coach to a head coach to an operational director, I've, you know, management, marketing, um, then going through real, the business side of everything and then coming full circle back to realizing that I always knew that I wanted to be my own boss. Um, I also wanted to take the the time and effort and gifts that had been given to me or people had taken the time to give me to you know, go forward and pay those back. And now I'm kind of where I'm at now. My, my desire and my purpose in life is to coach coaches. Um, and kind of my purpose, you know, with Ruthless Ruthless in Pursuit and some of the other things that we've been doing and met you through that, met, you know, lots of other people through that and wouldn't be sitting here in front of you today had we not done that. So that's kind of where we're at now. Was there anything like that was fear inducing for you to like start ruthless in pursuit like was there anything that was like like did you ever doubt yourself of like man i can't do this or was there fear that held you back at all yeah or what made you like go for it uh well as to answer your first question i woke up this morning doubting my own abilities um just because i think we all go through that but yeah um uh probably what made me go for it originally is that uh where it started, it was started based off of ego. Um, uh, in, in a way that when I say that now, I'm glad that I still was m- egotistical to enough to start that because that journey has been big for me. But yeah, I was terrified. I think I was terrified because I knew because of my personality and the effort that I put into things, I knew I was always going to be successful, whatever I did. You know, I was talking with, uh, I think Robert about this yesterday, like, I could be a mechanic and if that was the role I had to have, I could probably still figure out a way to be successful. So I always knew I was going to be successful in some capacity. Um, where the fear came from, the fear came from early on is just judgment. Um, 
thinking that, you know, there's other people on the market that are smarter than me, that know me, that probably think I'm not smart enough to do this or that I'm not capable enough to do that. And then the other side of the fear was eventually as it grew as well, like I have the potential to make this my career, but what if it fails and then all my chips are in one basket? You know what I mean? So I went through the whole, I've gone through the whole cycle of doubting myself every single step of the way and I still do to this day I think what's different in that now is that I realize I can use that to my benefit instead of my demise you know I can use what I'm afraid of and ask myself questions and then figure out why I'm afraid of that and then kind of move forward from there but yeah to answer your question yeah I mean fear (laughs) fear has been a part of it the whole time and I think that's also too because I'm just a very paranoid person by nature Um, and so I'm always I'm always assessing the worst case scenario. Just now, when I look at the worst case scenario, I know that there's another side to that where when I first started, I th- just was so fearful because I just thought I just wasn't good enough. And I just would tell myself that and until somebody else would tell me I was really good at what I did. And then it'd be like a moment of, okay, and then I just keep moving forward. But um, yeah, biggest thing was just ego. I just always knew I wanted to work for myself. I just didn't know what that meant. And here we are now so and you're doing really well <laughs> we're doing we're blessed with what we have um yeah that's, so that's for sure you guys have in ruthless and pursued a lot of coaches under you right now as well so what are to you three things that would make a good coach Ooh, um that's a good that's a really good question that's a question we've been asked a lot um i don't know if i'm ever gonna have like the 100 percent sure best answer for that Um, but I kind of go back to like our core values that we have for our company. Um, and that's enrich, empower and optimize. And I think there's a lot that you could unpack in, in those three core values. Um, but I'll kind of go through what they mean for us as a company. And then I'll, I guess I'll kind of unpack what I think that is means in a coach. So for us, we, we feel that we enrich people's lives by, by finding and understanding what they feel that their purpose or their why might be. Um, And then we empower them by helping them understand the steps, the real steps it takes in lifestyle, health, wellness, movement, fitness, and performance by, you know, helping them educate them with the process of coaching and the process of uh, principles and methods and different things like that. And then we optimize what their goals are by giving them smart coaches that care uh, for them as the individual. How I think we can, you can kind of unpack that on a more level of like answering your question of what makes a great coach. I think within those three core values, um, the number one thing I think in there is, is trying to think of what word I would want to use the best, but I think, I think the first one is just under is understanding as a coach. I think that, it's so easy for us in the, in the coaching realm. And I think whether you're a strength conditioning coach, you're a nutrition coach, you're a mindset coach, it's really easy to be able to know because you know what's what's going to get people where they where where they want to be. You know the skills, you've 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 done the practice. You've probably gone through a lot of that journey yourself, um, and so I think that a lot of the understanding comes from that. But also, under understanding in the sense that you know where they're starting from. 
you know, whether they're afraid of something or they've failed something or they're coming to you because most people are coming to you because they want to change something. And a lot of times they don't they think they know what that is. But the deeper you dive into that, they really find out what that is. So I think understanding is the first thing, because if you can't have understanding, if I can't understand you as a person um, and what your purpose is or what you think your purpose is, I'm never really going to I'm never really going to have full meaning to what I'm giving to you. So I would say understanding is the first one. The second one I would think is, is communication because again, coming back to kind of similar to the understanding, if we can't clearly communicate with people, um, you know, I have, we, I have some coaches on our team who, when they first started with us, like the idea of like standing even in front of a group of three people is just like, uh, you know, we have a co- we have a coach on our team that most people wouldn't know because of what he's gone through and how he's gotten himself there. But someone who has a severe who ha- has had in the past a severe stutter. And to this day, like you wouldn't really know that, but you wouldn't know that because it's something that he's understood in himself and he's worked through and he's brought himself to a level of confidence, you know, to where he can get through. So but I think communication is can you communicate with people not in a way that's like oh, hey, man, everything's going to be okay, like, it's all right, because there is, there is moments of sternness, there's moments of rigidity that we have to have in communication, but in a way that communicates people in a way that empowers them, even if you're being critical of them, you know, like, hey, Miranda, this is something that you're struggling with, but here's how we're going to try to improve that, you know, so communication, and then I think the last thing of the three would probably be ambition, And what I mean by ambition is not just ambitions for yourself, but you have to have ambitions that you are going to wake up every day being the best coach for somebody that you can be, you know, and and, and if you if you don't wake up every day trying or wanting to be that not just for yourself, but for also for your clients then either you're maybe you're just probably not in the right market or you're not doing the right thing for yourself. Um, But also to we live in an industry where it's very easy to we live in and we we work in an industry that the barrier to access like the barrier to entry is very low you know like it's it's not hard to start becoming a coach of some sort especially with the internet and social media and everything so i think that if you're not constantly asking yourself and assessing the ambition that you're putting in and the effort you're putting into something then eventually you're going to be doing yourself and your clients a disservice because um you have to stay relevant. You have to stay relevant on education. You have to stay relevant on how you're taking care of yourself and putting yourself out there, but also to the ambition to improve those other two things, your communication, your understanding, um, you know, and all those things. So I would say those understanding communication and ambition, that's probably like the three, if I were to pick three in this moment off the top of my head, those are what are probably the most current importance of me right now. And, but Maybe you asked me the same question for a year and one of those answers changes. I think, though, all of those things you just said can be in almost any profession, like not just coaching. Like it goes into anything. If you think about it, it all kind of just comes down to like communication and establishing those relationships and that connection with people, because that's ultimately what we want as humans. Like we want to connect like we have that urge. And I think that's that's what I've gotten most almost out of our relationship. Like, so you, I think we've been working together like about a year now ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's May. So about a year. 
And I like came to you at first because I was like, I want to be a regional athlete. <laughs> that was like the cool thing to do. Um, but I knew like I had ambition, like I wanted something, I wanted to work hard. I wanted to see what I was actually capable of if I kind of went for it, so to speak. Cause I was just feeling like, okay, I'm going to the gym, working hard, like seeing progress. But I felt like there was this underlying thing of like that I could achieve more. Like it was always, I always have known deep down that I'm capable of some sort of greatness. And so I thought maybe that would be in the gym or like through CrossFit that I could do that. And I'm kind of learning now that maybe it is through CrossFit, but not in the sense of me as much of an athlete as more of like a coach or mentor or something along those lines. Um, but for me, that's what I've gotten the most out of our relationship and our coaching relationship is learning and growing from you. And so I guess what, cause you've gone through a lot of things. You said you've dealt with depression a lot. Um, what are your kind of like tools that you use to work on your self growth and your mindset to make sure you're still improving yourself and moving through that? Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's a great question. And to come back to what you were saying about yourself, um, you know, I, I think that sometimes when we're always working on ourselves and whether we're in a relationship with a partner or we're surrounded by people or not, um, we don't get told this a lot, but you have done a phenomenal job of what you've done for yourself to change your mindset. You know, I've had the emotional conversations with you and, you know, I know what you've gone through in that transition. So, I mean, I want to commend you for the commitment that you've given to yourself to not give up on yourself because I think a lot of people do and just settle. And I've, and I, and I've, I've seen you come out of that, not settling. So I, first I want to tell you how incredible I really think that is. Cause it's, that's very hard for people to do. Um, as far as what I do for myself, um, I know you read a lot, like journaling, anything like that. That's all. To me, that's all materialistic because I feel like that's always there. I mean, I mean, I guess, you know, the first answer, and I think that, man, I've been afraid to say this for, this will probably be the first time I've ever publicly really said this outside of conversations, is uh, is my faith. You know, I, I mean, whether people agree or, or, or don't agree, um, out of everything I've ever gone through in my life, whether there's been moments in my life where I want to deny it or I want to, you know, admit it the the number one constant in my life because i've gone through things that i probably shouldn't have come out of the way i did has been my relationship or lack thereof but my faith in god and 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 i think that the the impact that he's the 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 relationship and even the times where i've walked away from my relationship with him i think the fact that he has always been there even whether i saw it or not now that I'm aware and I'm admitting that and I'm holding on to that is very apparent in my life because there are things that I should not have come out of unscathed that I did. Um, and so I would say the first thing, um, is, is God, uh, you know, and, and I, I believe for me that that, that is, that's huge, you know? Um, but as far as what I feel like, and I, and I say that, and I want to say, because that's not something I could do for myself. Because yeah. I, there's a lot of things I can do for myself that I do that I have done. I read a lot. I love to read. I, I am. I probably let's see if I go into my Stitcher app on my phone, which is my podcast app. I think I've listened close to almost two thousand hours of podcasts. Um, you know, granted, I get to be in a car a lot more than most people, whether by choice or not. But there and then, 
my wife always jokes that no one watches more YouTube videos than I do, and she's not wrong, but I, I just, I'm so always obsessed with what I'm bad at because I, whether I want to be good at that thing or not, I at least want to understand it. And so that's kind of what I think in self-practice, that's what I've always tried to do is I'm just, I've always, and I, and I think I get this from my mom and my dad a lot because both my parents are extremely intelligent, but both in completely separate ways. My mom is 100% clinical minded, research minded, data minded. Um, you know, she's, she's a pharmacist. She took the MCAT twice because she didn't like her score the first time. And then I uh, decided, oh, I'm not going to go to medical school. I'm going to go do this thing instead. My mom is incredibly intelligent. My mom can literally read a book once and she never forgets the information that she read. My dad, on the other hand, not book smart at all. Love you, dad. Um, <laughs> but my dad, his common sense and his ability to read people and read situations and, and understand like what situations are going to benefit you. And also, financially he's extremely extremely smart and extremely responsible and so I feel like in my life for me to say what have I done for myself well I've done the easy stuff I've read books I've done this and what has that helped me do that's helped me gain perspective and help me understand what to apply but I think a lot of what comes from my ability to get myself to these points have been it's going through the childhood experience of thinking your parents are complete dipshits and dickheads and assholes <laughs> and being like, fuck you, dad. I hate you, dad. You know, you know, because you're controlling my life to now going, wow, I can't believe what my parents did for me and the way they bent over backwards to ensure not only that, that I learned lessons, but that, you know, that I, I really had a good life. And I know that, um, so that would be like, I think that that is the big buffer to everything is my faith and then my upbringing. Um, because I, we, other than being poor for a little bit and me and my dad having our own issues in the past, like I've had a very fortunate child, you know, childhood and upbringing as far as what I do today. I think a lot of what I do today to help keep myself where I'm at is, as you know, you've known me now for quite a while. I like to talk and I'm not uncomfortable talking. Um, I do a lot of listening. I really yeah. try to listen. And I think the more that I listen to people, you know, we were talking about the anagram thing. Like I am 100% like Robert. I'm a nine. I'm a deep. Well, I don't really believe in black and white anymore. I'm a big gray area of everything, which sometimes can make decision making very hard. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, it's made me realize that everything around me has a story and a circumstance. And I just have to be aware of if I'm standing on this side of the wall and I see a picture and I'm trying to explain the picture to you and ask you if you see it, but you're like, no, I don't see it. I now can understand that you're standing on the other side of the wall and you're seeing a different picture, a different way. Um, and if you would have asked me five years ago, if I, who, I mean, knowing what I know of your personality now, you would not have liked me five years ago. You would have thought I was <laughs> too direct. I was too closed minded. I thought it was my way or the highway. I was definitely a very empirical mind. Like what I believed in was dogma. And nothing could shake me. And that was the only way to live your life or only way to treat people or do things. And left and right, I was burning relationships. I was burning opportunities. I was burning bridges because of that. So that was way too roundabout way to answer your question. But to recap that, number one is my faith in God. Um, or maybe even sometimes my lack of faith in God because he's always revealed himself to me, whether I liked it or not. And wanted to be like, yeah, whatever. I see you there. I get it. 
Um, number two would just be that I'm very fortunate to have parents who have given me a lot of value and life lessons. And then the final one for myself um, is just, yeah, just listening, reading, trying to inundate myself with any bit of information I could because I know, especially in my industry and why I decided to surround myself with a team in our company is that I'm not good at everything and I don't need to be good at everything because if I surround myself with the correct people, they're only going to elevate my what I'm capable of because of what they bring to the table. So it's just, I always tell people like, like my little brother right now is like, well, I don't know, know if I want to go to college. And I was like, I don't know where to learn stuff. And I'm like, dude, you literally have your nose in your phone all the time. Anything you want to learn is out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know if there's something that I'm saying that's like 100% like super impactful, but I just know that like, I just don't give up if I want to learn something. Well, I think the the first thing that you said about faith is is huge and it's not it doesn't necessarily have to be like faith in God. Like for me, I don't necessarily consider myself a religious person, but I consider myself like a spiritual person. And I don't either. I don't consider myself a religious person. I don't believe in organized religion. Yeah. I believe in my relationship and I have a relationship just to clarify that I don't have a religion, but I because okay. I agree with you. Yeah. And I just think that it's almost like for me, it's choosing to trust in the universe that it's going to like have my back and just be open to whatever it's going to give me but ultimately based on what you were just saying too it's it all comes down to like your perspective and just changing the way that you look at things and everything that you have to do which like yes it's simple but it's not an easy thing to do and that's kind of like what this whole podcast is about is is just kind of learning those steps that you are able to take um and I know one thing that we kind of worked on together that I think I actually was able to help you with, which was pretty cool, <laughs> was um, focusing on the who and not the what. And so that's a little bit what I wanted to talk about today was like, we're doing a nutrition challenge at the gym here right now. And it's always like goal setting, right? And so everyone was asked to send us their goals and it's not to blame them or like pick on them of like they don't know how to make goals. It's just they, they don't you only know what you know. Right. So I got back my team's goals and I sent them over like this whole other thing of like be more specific, dive into it and whatever. But I asked everyone on my team, like, OK, let's not only think about what we want to achieve and what we want to accomplish, which, yes, those things are important. Like, don't get me wrong. It's OK that you want to achieve a PR of, you know, add five pounds to your back squat or whatever it is. That's, that's awesome. Great. But like, let's all stop and ask ourselves, like, who do you want to become as a person? Because ultimately that's what you have the most control over. And that's, what's going to help you the most, in my opinion. So I know that's something we've kind of worked on together and chatted about together. And so to kind of just like wrap this up here, I wanted to ask you like, who do you want to be like who is michael going to be yeah that's a good question um and i think to kind of recap or you know to go back to what you're saying about it i think that um i think that a lot of times when, when people are asked the question of who they want to be i think that what makes it so hard for them to answer is that it's they they don't really even know and so we have to go through these layers you know like um shrek says to donkey you know <laughs> ogres are like onions they have layers and you have to peel back the layers well people are the same way 
and what you what you have to understand is when you're asking yourself who you want to be is that it's not wrong that if you don't have an answer right and i think that sometimes that a lot of times when i hear motivational people or whatever have this conversation they're a little too they're a little too direct and i think pressuring the people uh, as to feeling like they have to have an answer as to who who they are um and i think there's sometimes asking yourself i like the rule of three with why like why do you want to do something okay answer for yourself and then ask yourself well why is that your answer well because of this okay well why is that and usually usually what we've found or what i've found is that when you ask people question the why question three times they usually get to the who Mm-hmm. You know, it's usually if, it, if we're talking to goal setting, well, why do you want to add five pounds to your back squat? Well, I just, I want to feel strong again. Well, why, like, why do you want to feel strong again? I don't know. Cause I remember the dedication I gave myself, you know, in high school and I, and I liked how proud I was of that. And I just don't feel proud of myself anymore. Okay. So you, you want to be someone who's proud of yourself again. You know what I mean? And, and so I think that as much as I think that the why question gets asked too much, because I agree with you there, I think that we can use the why question to get to the who. But as far as who I want to be, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know. I, I'm st- I think I'm st- in a stage for me personally as my person. I am as my person. I know who I want to be is I want to I want to be somebody who. who others knew was was living their life from a place of ultimate authenticity you know and and what i mean by that is that if i say i love my wife i want to be someone who who is loving their wife which i'm not always good at that you know and if i say i want to be a good father i want to be somebody who practices that which I'm not always good at that either. You know, if I say who I want to be is I want to be a great leader. I want to be somebody who, if you ask my team behind my back, they would all have the same answer, um, which I don't know if they do or not, and, that, and that's okay. So I think for me, the answer of who I want to be as a person right now is I want to be somebody who is not afraid to say what I struggle doing but say that in a way that when I say that and you and you see that you you can see that I'm actively working on 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 being better about that thing. Yeah. You know, which is like why I'm, I'm not afraid to shy away from tough conversations of depression of, uh, you know, I've I've struggled in relationships being faithful in the past. And, I, you know, and I and I, I have to talk about that. And um, I've struggled with lying for the sake of of protecting my ego in the past and you know and i have to talk about that um so i think who i want to be as a person is i want to be a person who of action who when i say i expect something you can't argue with me because you see that i'm i'm working to do that for myself as well um professionally i want to be a coach of coaches you know, and then I've said, I keep saying that. And part of it is I keep saying that because I'm manifesting what that's going to be for myself. And if, you know, if you don't understand manifesting practices for people who are listening, do your research, um, whether you want to believe it or not, I've seen the impact of that in my life tenfold. Um, 
I have too. Yeah, and I know you have, and we've had that conversation. But I think I want to be, you know, I want to be a coach of coaches, but I also want to be. We we do live in an industry, or we work in an industry. I keep saying living in the industry because it's pretty much my life. But we work in an industry where it is an industry where you really can fake it till you make it. And then usually when people start to make it, that's when that's when the facade, the mask starts to be pulled off and people are like, oh, wow, you really like don't you really are fake or like you really don't know what you're doing or whatever. And so I think in the industry, my goal is to not like burn it down and like like chase out the, the zealots and the fakes. That's I don't believe in that. I believe in educating those people, but also giving those people a place for them to come and learn like, hey, it's OK to admit your your failures and your faults um but then also too and you know we we live we work and live in an industry that is the like i said before the barrier to entry is so low and as this market only grows and awareness grows it's going to be so much easier for anyone to just do it and it's going to make it so much harder for the people that are actually doing it the right way to the fullest smartest most expert but also most quality extent to start to struggle because the market's going to just only get bigger. So my goal and my purpose and my who in that is to be somebody that's offering education, offering mentorship, offering the re- the real side of what it is to be a coach in any aspect. Because like you said, our, the reason our core values are our core values is because they work in any industry. I didn't want just core values that, well, we work to make you strong and we work to get you fit. Like, you know what I mean? I wanted core values that you can translate to your life that people who aren't maybe in the fitness industry can also identify with. And so I think that's the who professionally of who I want myself to be in our organization is that we sift through the mud to find the gold so that we can expose the gold, not so that we can find the gold and hold it to ourselves and keep our little piece of the pie. But I want to find more to share it to also enrich my employees lives empower their goals i tell all of you guys and you know this from the beginning if you don't want to be with ruthless for forever that is fine if i teach you everything i can and you become a way better coach than me and you split off and become successful in your own right i'm excited because that was my goal that was my purpose that's who i want to be um yeah and so it's just you know like one of my favorite movies ever it's a never-ending story and i think that the answer to that question is always going to shift a little Mm -hmm. bit. And I think that that's okay. I used to think that wasn't okay. I used to think that I had to be stuck in that thing. But as of right now, as you asked me that question, you know, like we were asking the question the other night of if you could only talk to one person dead or alive for the rest (laughs) of your life. And I liked your answer because you said in this moment and in this moment, that's the answer to my who you could ask me a month, a year from now, that question, it might be different. I don't, I don't know. But in this moment, as we sit in this room doing this, that's, that's my answer. I think that's the takeaway too, is like to constantly be asking yourself that question. Like even for me, if I'm in a situation where I'm getting super frustrated or something and I'm kind of reacting to the situation, I ask myself like, okay, Miranda, like, is this the person you want to be in this situation? And it's, if I'm reacting and being frustrated, it's usually no. So that's always the, the something that I can come back to is like, are you being the person that you want to be? Because it was always like trying to, be a good athlete or be a good coach or be a good thing instead of like being a good person first. And I just wanted to share this with the listeners as well, because I did take some time to reflect in my journal. I wrote like pages and pages about who I would want to be. 
um, and this was not too long ago, but I thought I'd just share that with everyone as well because, so I wrote down here, I want to be someone who supports and inspires others to be the best versions of themselves, someone who is not judgmental and can see the world not just in black and white, there's my, uh, <laughs> my Enneagram one right there, but to also learn to see the gray area. Uh, someone who stands up for what they believe in and has the courage to take risks and is willing to fail. Someone who is honest, hardworking, and kind, but is also kind to herself. Someone who sees challenges or disagreements as opportunities to learn. Someone who lifts up others and empowers them, but is not jealous and can be happy for others in their accomplishments. And one that I actually thought of with uh, you and Tom coming here was someone who is willing to show their truest self because I feel like a lot of times most people but me definitely like have walls up and I'm not able or like willing to trust so trying to work on that is is a big one for me of like showing people my absolute true self because it's so so much easier to put walls up um so that's something I'm currently working on right now but for anyone listening if they're trying to um you know, make those goals or still work through this self-growth mindset, all those fun buzzwords, um, <laughs> I would challenge you to ask yourself who you want to be and ask yourself that often because, as you said, it changes as we grow and go through life as well. So thank you very much for sitting down with me. I really appreciate it. I hope everyone listening got some good nuggets. <laughs> We'll finish up with a fun question here just to kind of keep things light since we got a little bit deep earlier. <laughs> um, if you had to choose your spirit animal, what would be your spirit animal? Mm. I usually would say a shark, but um, I'm this, this. You have a shark on you. I do have a shark on me. <laughs> um, with this year being like a year of facing a lot of my fears, I am like, and there's even a there's even a phobia for it. I can't remember what it's. I think it's called metaphobia. I am deathly afraid of moths. Like I like I will. You can really? ask my wife. I will run away, crying like a little girl from moth. I can't get away from a moth. So I'm gonna say a moth because it encompasses everything <laughs> I'm afraid of, and I'm gonna face all my fears this year. Um, but yeah, usually it's just a shark because I love sharks, and I also think they're terrifying, but they're cool. But I'm gonna say a moth because I'm facing my fears this year. So that's awesome. Last podcast was about fear. So if you haven't listened to that one, make there sure you, you go. go back and listen. To You're that welcome. As well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great rest of your day.